0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Boom and Gloom, episode 8. My name is Anthony, also known as Wailer Jacket in the social media world, and I am Ohio's longest suffering hockey fan. Now, every few episodes, I like to explain why I say that for uh, any new listeners who might be tuning in for the first time. So, I call myself Ohio's longest suffering hockey fan because most jackets have, uh, or most jacket fans, I should say, have been. Um, only suffering for about 23 years. But before I was a Blue Jackets fan, I was a Hartford Whaler fan living in Connecticut. Uh, They actually moved to Carolina right before my senior year of college at Miami. And uh, if you think the Jackets were disappointing, you have no idea. Those Whalers, man. So... While most Jackets fans will say they have suffered for the better part of 23 years, I can say that I've been suffering for the better part of 37 years. Not only have I witnessed my favorite team only win one playoff series in that time, that would be the Jackets' win against the Lightning, but I also had my heart broken as my favorite team was ripped away from my home state, moved hundreds of miles away, renamed, and rebranded. So that is why I am Ohio's longest suffering hockey fan, and that is why I speak to you now as someone who has watched, played, and coached the game of hockey for a long, long time. I've seen a lot in the world of hockey during my 47 years on this planet, and I feel I have a lot to share, so let me start sharing. Let's get right into some Blue Jackets hockey talk. So, first and foremost, I thought it was about time that I devoted a significant portion of an episode to Adam Fantilli. He is well worth the discussion. And uh, by the way, the, the title of this episode is is actually an obscure Simpsons reference. The original was uh, The Contrabulous, fa- contrabulous Fabtraption of Professor Horatio Huffnagel. And that was from, you know, back from the the good old days of the Simpsons. So if you know what that is, I'm, I'm impressed if you recognize that. All right. So let's get let's get right to Fantilly. All right. First, I want to complain. I know. Crazy, right? Complaining about something with a with the Blue Jackets. Anyway, I want to complain about him not being selected as December's rookie of the month. December's NHL rookie of the month. It is... It is complete and utter garbage that Bedard was chosen instead of Van, of Fantilli. Why? Well, Bedard had more, one more point than Fantilli. But, in one more game, and far more ice time than fin, Fantilli. Far more. So, I have railed on and on about how I think the Jackets should be giving Fantilli more ice time. So... They were basically equal, in my opinion, in in terms of points. Okay, if if not considering, um, if not con- considering uh, the ice time, all right, Fantilli outscored him. And again, if you were looking solely on a points to ice time ratio, I mean, I think Fantilli deserves it. And uh, Bedard, he's already won the award before. But the NHL seems to be absolutely obsessed with marketing this guy every single chance they get. And you know what? I, I have no problem with that. He, de- he deserves it. And the league wants to grow the game by showing off their marketable superstar. I get it. But that's that's actually where I do have a problem with it. This was the NHL's NHL's chance to showcase another up-and-coming superstar, other than Bedard. It was a chance to to bring bring to the world's attention um, a, a blossoming stud in Columbus. But no, no, they chose to give it to Bedard again. Now I, I can just picture the NHL executives who vote on this, and they're. Sitting around a table and not giving Fantilli even a smidge of consideration. It's Bedard, Bedard, Bedard. The the NHL highlights that they put on Twitter, it's like, look everyone, Bedard made a move to get around someone and then shot it wide. Look everyone, Bedard fell down then got back up. Look everyone, Bedard is sitting on the bench resting between shifts. Now, of course, I'm exaggerating here, okay, but but it sure seems that way. Now, I'm in no way saying that Fantilli is better or even equal to Bedard, okay? I honestly think at this point, Bedard seems to be the better hockey player. Now, maybe Fantilli would be better if he had more ice time. I don't know. That's that's not the point I'm trying to make, okay? What I'm... What I'm trying to say is that Fantilli deserves more recognition than what he's getting now. The NHL had a perfect chance to give him and the Jackets some of that recognition. And they blew it. They blew it. So I, I don't know if... I don't know if Fantilli has any feelings towards that award whatsoever. Okay, Maybe he doesn't even pay attention to it. But if he does... I hope he uses it as motivation to play even better and just stick it to those NHL execs. But this guy, I mean, he is truly going to be something special, isn't he? I mean, I watch him every game, and I I can't stop thinking, Adam Fantilli is a Blue Jacket, even at this point in the season. After so many years of hoping for that elite superstar center, I want to say that we have finally found him. And the fact we have him just still hasn't set in with me just yet. I mean, we have Adam Fantilli. He is a Blue Jacket. This guy is on our team, and he seems happy to be here. And have have you checked the CBJ player stats lately? If not, let me fill you in a little bit. Guess who is one measly point behind the team lead in points? That's right, 19 year old Adam Fantilli. He is currently one point behind Warensky and Gaudreau, who are currently the, the team leaders. They're tied for the team lead. And Fantilli's done this with, again, what I believe is a lot less ice time than he should be having. If he had been given the ice time that I'd been pleading with Coach Vincent for, well, not in person, obviously. I don't know the dude. But if he had that ice time, there's no doubt in my mind he would be leading the team in points right now. And it would not surprise me at all if he ended up being the team leader in points this season. So that brings me to one more... Uh, final discussion point about him why in the heck is this guy not seeing the ice more in overtime i just don't get it all right I, I try to give vincent the the benefit of the doubt but man is he making it difficult for me put the kid on the ice so let's go back and look at the overtime game against philadelphia the other night now i could be wrong, i could be wrong on this i don't have um, the stats in front of me. But from memory, here are uh, the forward shifts that were used in overtime for the Jackets. First, uh, Goudreau and Roslovic Second was Kent Johnson and uh, Danforth. Third, that's when Fantilli and Chinnikov came out. After that, you had Goudreau and Roslovic again. Then um, I think it was KJ and Danforth again, or... Um, maybe even Texier. Don't quite remember that. I think I think I remember seeing Tex out there in OT. So I could be wrong about the exact combos here, but I am not wrong about two things. One, Vincent chose to put Fantilli on the ice as his third option, third, not first or second. Okay, third. The dude feels that Fantilli is his third best option for overtime. And the second thing that I'm not wrong about was that that was his only overtime shift. That one shift was his only overtime shift. So what in the name of, of all that is good in the hockey world is Pascal Vincent thinking here? I just don't get it at all. All right, he is, He's arguably your team's best player. He is one point away from being your top point scorer. He's fast, he's got size, he's got skill. And he has proven he can flourish in overtime, all right, based on his, uh, his excellent play in uh, the previous overtime games. I know he hasn't scored, but if you watch him play, he, he stands out. But no, no, let's put him out there as our third best option. And, and let's only put him out there for a total of one shift. Brilliant. Brilliant move by our head coach here. It drives me nuts, okay? I mean, I, I appreciate Vincent putting KJ out there twice, all right? With, with all his creativity. I mean, I get that. And, and KJ has actually scored an overtime once, okay? So he has that, that, uh, um, that background. But, but Fantilli more than deserves to be out there just as much as KJ, if not more. All right, moving on. Next thing I want to talk about Boone Jenner. Boone is our all-star. How does everyone feel about this? Now, I saw a lot of deferring takes. So here's mine. I'm fine with it. I know a lot of people are not. But I am. I truly think this will be Boone's one and only opportunity as a professional hockey player to be there. I think Wierenski would have been the choice if he wasn't injured. And I also believe that Fantilli will be there next year, if not Goudreau, or in addition to Gaudreau, if he can turn things around. Okay, so I think if if Goudreau wasn't having a down year, uh, he'd be the shoe-in choice to represent the Jackets. Uh, I think Marchenko may even make uh, a case at some point, too. So, good for Boone, okay? This is a lost season. Give the guy the respect and adulation he deserves. The dude's a warrior, okay? I mean, look at it this way, right? He is the MVP of our team right now. Now, I, I didn't say most talented, I didn't say a highest point getter. I said MVP. All right, he is he is the Blue Jackets' most valuable player, the the most valuable player to the team. So, I mean, if you look at at what Boone has accomplished so far this season, all right, all right, Bef- uh, before the injury, he was our leading scorer. He was on pace for a thirty goal season. Um, he, he plays a two way game. He played center on our top line. He is our captain, so he is our team leader. He is the team's best face-off man. He is one of our best penalty kill options. And he is versatile enough to play in different positions and on different lines. And he plays physical, and, and he'll even mix it up if he has to. So in that respect, he is our MVP this year. And I have no problem with him being the jacket's representative again for this season okay i really think this was his one and only shot to be an all-star so so good for him and and good for the league to give him some recognition and i hope he has a great time and makes the best uh, best of this opportunity because again i just i just don't see it happening again All right, my last segment of this episode is five bright spots. I said in my last episode that I wanted to try to do this every episode. Uh, After all, the title of this podcast is Boom and Gloom. So it can't be all gloom, right? There has to be some boom. So uh, that's what I want to try to do every episode. I want to try to uh, highlight five uh, bright spots. So here we go. Number one. Jake Christensen, the defenseman. Uh, he, I think he played really well in his first uh, few games with the, with the big club. Now, he just got sent back down, but it can't be denied that he, he did a nice job as a call-up. He did exactly what was asked of him. Now, he didn't light the world on fire, that's for sure, but see, I've, I've heard that if, if you don't, notice a defenseman then that means he's doing his job and honestly I didn't notice Jake a whole lot well I mean I noticed a lot of solid defensive play but I didn't notice like a whole lot of problems you know he he did a he did his job did it well I feel and I I actually think he deserves to be in the lineup more than uh someone like Andrew Peek right now Bright spot number 2 Terasov. The dude stood out again in the, the game against Philadelphia. I mean, the Jackets, they're consistently giving up 40 shots a game. And when that happens, you gotta have your goaltender stand on his head if you want to pull off a win. And that's exactly what Terasov has done. I mean he's he's stepped in the last couple games and he's played really well. Bright spot number three. Jack Roslevic. Now he's coming back from an injury and was just recently elevated to the first line. And I have to say, I think he's played pretty well. Again, not lighting the world on fire, but I wouldn't really expect Jack to ever do that. I mean, he'll, he'll stand out a few games here and there, but I'm just happy he's, you know, playing a solid game. In the last two bright spots... I've already talked about. Okay, bright spot number four, Boone Jenner, All-Star Selection. And bright spot number five, Adam Fantilli. Just because, you know, he continues to impress me and gives us all hope as as Jackets fans. All right, gives us hope for the, the future of this franchise. All right, so there you have it. Five bright spots. I actually kind of worry that, that one week when I do this, the, the Jackets will absolutely suck and it will be way too difficult to come up with five bright spots. So, I don't know, maybe, maybe I should drop it to three. But who knows? All right, we'll, we'll just keep doing this as is and, and see how it goes. So I will uh, end the episode The episode there for today. Thank you very, very much for tuning in. I'm, I'm not exaggerating when I say it really means a lot to me. I'm just a guy who likes to talk hockey and talk about the jackets. So if there is actually somebody who appreciates and listens to what i have to say then i have to relay that appreciation back to you so thank you so much and and please if you enjoy my podcast please consider giving uh, me a like or quote or whatever it is on twitter nowadays i'm not the type of person who needs to have a huge audience i mean i just do this for fun and Um, If you think anyone else would enjoy hearing my rants and ravings, then I would appreciate the support. As always, hit me up with any questions or suggestions. You can find me anywhere on social media as Jacket, or heck, even shoot me an email at whalerjacket at gmail dot com. So I hope you come back and listen again sometime. Until then, take care and go Jackets.